Hello! You're listening to Adventures with Eric, and I'm Eric Derbyshire. Today, because the last two episodes were about Christmas, so it just follows, this one has to be about Valentine's. It is Chapter 36, Cupid's Nasty Little Arrows. Valentine's Day never really meant anything to us until Katie joined the group. Then it seemed to take on a whole new meaning. Valentine's Day always consisted of giving out little cards requesting people to be your valentine. Most parents seem to have a rule that their children need to give a valentine to everybody in their class. This stops kids from having their hearts broken, but kind of takes the meaning out of the whole valentine thing. If I have to give a valentine to every girl and guy in my class, it eliminates the romance of liking a particular girl and giving her, and only her, a valentine. Everybody still got a card from me, but I did try hard to give the best cards to the girls I thought were cool. This was taken a step further in the first year Katie was in our class. In class, we all made large envelopes to keep the Valentine cards received from the other students. I knew something was suspicious when I looked at Katie's envelope and she had a card that was so big it didn't fit into the envelope. I casually walked past her desk and tried to see who it was from. I had given her the coolest card from the batch of valentines my mom had bought me. Unfortunately, the cards my mom had bought didn't have a great selection of cool cards. I was hoping Katie would know that the one she got was definitely the coolest from the package. It had a cupid and lots of hearts, as well as a big Be My Valentine. But the card in Katie's envelope was huge and covered in fancy paper with a ribbon going around the outside. I couldn't make out who it was from just by walking by. The class was full and I couldn't look at the card without getting in trouble, so I had to bide my time. I spent the morning looking around at the other boys in class to see if I could figure out who thought Katie should be their valentine. If Mike Pearson had been in our class, I may have suspected him, but without him, I couldn't figure who thought Katie was cool enough to merit such a great card. My eyes tracked around the room looking for somebody who was staring at Katie. They went past Scott and Spud and settled on Bernie. He wasn't looking at Katie, but I realized this card had Bernie written all over it. Bernie, the hand kisser. Mr. Schmooze, always flirting. It just had to be him. Bernie, who I already knew, liked Katie. My big competition was coming from within my own group of friends. The next time I glanced over at Bernie, he was also glancing at me. When he saw me looking at him, he quickly looked away. The recess bell rang. We headed out for recess. I noticed Bernie was avoiding me. I didn't want much to do with him either. I looked around for Katie and saw her with Spud, so I moved on over. If Bernie was going to give out big cards, then I would have to out-talk him. Hey, Katie! Happy Valentine! I bet you really scored with the Valentines. I said, hoping she would understand, I was saying that she was so cool, she deserved all the best Valentines. But in answer from behind me, I heard, well, you're the one who should know. It was Bernie. He must have seen me staring at the big card. Well, I did notice that Katie's envelope was quite full of Valentines, I said in reply to Bernie's comment. Are you two okay? It almost sounds like you are angry with each other, Katie asked. Who? Us? Angry with each other? Whatever gave you that idea? 
I asked as I put Bernie in a headlock to show that we were friends and just horsing around. Bernie managed to twist around and get me into a full Nelson, pinning my arms above my head. We are the best of friends. Neither of us would ever think about outdoing the other by sneaking around and pulling a fast one, Bernie said as he applied more pressure than he needed to the back of my head. You should be the one to talk about pulling a fast one. I am always up front, not like some people I know, I said as I managed to wrap one of my legs around Bernie's legs and trip both of us. When we hit the ground, Scott, Spud, and Katie were pulling us apart and up. What has got into you guys? Katie asked as she held me back from Bernie, who was being held back by Spud and Scott. What do you mean gotten into us? I see you are holding the sneak right now. His valentine must have really impressed you, Bernie said as he brushed off his pants and walked away. It appeared that his card hadn't impressed Katie as much as he'd wanted it to. Katie let me go and was looking at Bernie walking off. She ran after him, caught up to him, and started to talk to him. Guess I was wrong. His card must have impressed her. In looking at them, they were both laughing now. I knew I had lost. The recess bell rang to signal us to get back to class. In class, I was feeling down. Bernie and Katie seemed to be happy with each other, and I wasn't happy about either of them. It was okay for Bernie to give her a big card, but she wasn't supposed to like him just because of that. Bernie kept trying to talk to me for the rest of the day. I didn't want to talk to him. When the final bell rang, I tried to get my boots on as quickly as possible so I didn't have to talk to either one of them. I ran out of the school and headed for home. When I got home, I went up to my room and lay on my bed, feeling miserable. I didn't understand why I was feeling so bad. My mom came up to my room and said, That nice girl that hangs out with you and your friends called, and she said she wants you to call her. I didn't want to talk to Katie. I didn't want to have anything to do with her. Thanks, Mom. Maybe I'll call her later, I said, even though I had no intention of calling Katie later. After dinner, the doorbell rang. I could see through the window that it was Katie, Bernie, and Scott. I didn't want to see these people. The door is for you, dear, my mom said as she was taking plates into the kitchen. I would have asked her to tell them I didn't want to see them, but that would have meant she would have asked lots of questions. I answered the door. I don't really want to talk to you guys right now, I said. Oh, come on, Eric. I think you do. Katie said as she pushed by me into the house. I noticed she was holding her fancy valentine. Not only was she going to talk to me, but also she was going to rub it in my face. Could this day get any worse? I just wanted to be alone. Eric, I am sorry for the way I was acting earlier, Bernie said, and had his hand extended for me to shake. I didn't want to shake his hand. I didn't want his apology. When I didn't make any motion to shake his hand, Katie took my hand and put it into Bernie's hand. I re reluctantly shook. If Katie weren't there, I wouldn't have. Katie handed me the card and said, Will you look at this? I think it is what is making you act the way you are. I reluctantly took the card. I opened it and looked at the calligraphy inside. It wasn't from Bernie. It was a thank you card to Katie from the teachers. She had helped clean up and look after the little kids after a concert, and the teachers were thanking her. 
It wasn't from Bernie. They came in and we sat in my room and talked. We didn't talk about the card or Bernie and my conflict. We just talked. At first, I didn't feel better. But when I realized that everything was going to be the same, I slowly started to feel better. When they left, Katie squeezed my hand and said, You silly. At the next year's Valentine's, both Bernie and I got Katie a big fancy card. She held both our hands as we walked out onto the playground, and we let her. We didn't try to hide it. But that was the next year, when it had become okay for us to like girls. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Adventures with Eric. If you have, please tell others. If you haven't, please let me know. Thank you very much, and join me soon when we will listen to Chapter 37, The Biker Returns.